0: Hey everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back. Today, we are looking at Jeremiah 30 and 31. uh, And we are definitely like kind of changing, shifting gears here in Jeremiah. We've talked a little bit about how Jeremiah is kind of in phases, Um, And there's been a lot of proclaiming death and destruction and judgment. And now we're kind of transitioning into a piece of Jeremiah that is about hope and restoration and what those who are faithful and obedient can look forward to because God is not going to be concerned about death and destruction always and forever.
0: I definitely noticed in chapter 30, there is this almost like a promise um, of punishment, which is really interesting because I think these chapters are starting to take a shift now from, yes, you'll be punished, but also there will be restoration. So God's people will be brought back from all of the places that they've been scattered to. Uh, But in chapter 30, verse 11, it says, for I am with you to save you, declares the Lord. I will make a full end of all the nations among whom I scattered you, but of you, I will not make a full end. I will discipline you in just measure, and I will by no means leave you unpunished. Um, so it's interesting. The following verse talks about like the things that they've done. Um, your hurt is incurable. Your wound is grievous. Um, there's nothing that can heal you. Um, basically it's talking about like you've hit your lowest low. You will be punished for the lowest low. Um, but chapter 31 really kind of takes this turn. It pivots for us into this, um, like, I guess even just like encouragement of I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to to take care of my people again and bring them back from the farthest parts of the earth where I've scattered them.
1: Yeah, I, I that stuck out to me as well that, hey, I'm going to destroy all these nations that have scattered you, but I will mm-hmm. not bring you to a full end. And what's interesting about that, um, you're not going to meet any Babylonians today. You're not going to meet any. um Assyrian Empire people today, I guess you could make the case that you will meet some Israelites still today. Now, obviously things have shifted and changed, um, but you will still meet people that have a very Hebrew national identity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it it could be be said that God really has not brought them to a full end. Um, And I think our hope is in god like ultimately our relationship with god we've been grafted in to be a follower of him and so we're adopted as sons and daughters i mean i guess unless unless you're actually jewish listening to the podcast like you have been grafted in uh, as an adopted child and so that shows that god is continually faithful uh, to his promises and there is like that there is that judgment piece we've walked through that judgment piece um, but it is interesting how God is saying, "Hey, I'm going to have compassion on you. I'm going to have grace and mercy for you. I will not bring you to a full end, and I will bring you back."
0: So, um, something that was encouraging as well. So, we're pivoting again to this this restoration in chapter 31, verse 21. It says, "Set up road markers for yourself and make guideposts for yourself. Consider the well. Or excuse me. Consider well the highway, the road by which you went. Return, O Virgin Israel. Return to these your cities." How long will you waver, O faithless daughter, for the Lord has created a new thing on the earth? Um, A woman encircles a man. I don't really totally get that part, but the part before that where it's talking about these road signs and guideposts is interesting to me uh, because it is like God saying like, hey, mark these places because you will return back, Um, like make them as places to know how to come back to your own towns. So it's like, I don't know about you, but like for me, I need to have some kind of, Like, all right, I have these little reminders of hope and reminders of good things to come because it can be so daunting and like disheartening to just be like, well, I'm just going to be punished. Like we even do that with our own children. Like when we talk to our kids, like, hey, you have this consequence because of what you did, but we still love you and you can do better. But you will still have this consequence because of your actions. So it just it makes it lighter for them knowing that, yes, something needs to happen because of my actions. But also um, there is still love and hope to do better and to, like, make wiser choices in the future.
1: So probably one of the more significant passages in all of Jeremiah uh, occurs in Jeremiah 31, uh, you can see, if you're, if you're reading a Bible with us, which I encourage you to read along with us, or at least listen to the reading afterwards. Um, verse 31, the heading is a new, the new covenant. Mm-hmm. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I have made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. Hmm. So this is significant because the covenants, the covenants are kind of a guidepost for all of the Bible. Like God makes a covenant with Abraham. He says, Hey, you're going to have so many descendants. I'm going to make them into a nation. They're going to bless the entire world. That's significant. That's a covenant. Um, God makes a covenant with the people of Israel through Moses, which is basically the 10 commandments, the law, um, and says, like, if you follow these these laws, these commandments, I will bless you. If you do not follow them, I will curse you. So this is God officially on the record saying, Hey, there is a new covenant coming, and it's gonna be totally different. It's not gonna be written on tablets, it's gonna be written on hearts. Uh, it's not gonna be broken because it won't like be possible to be broken. Um, so this would have gotten people's attention because it's kind of rewriting how they understand everything. Uh, What's really interesting is that in Luke 22, verse 20, when Jesus is kind of doing the, not kind of, when Jesus is doing the Last Supper, uh, when he hands the cup, he says, This is a new covenant of my blood. So I don't know if those are necessarily intentionally tied together, but you could easily make the case that they are tied together, uh, that Jesus is establishing the fact that a new covenant has come, a new era has come. And now the law is going to be written on everybody's hearts and their obedience is going to be um, more drawn to the Lord.
0: Well, it also says, um, from the least to the greatest, I'll forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more. Yeah. So it's just like this ultimate return to, um, I don't know, like oneness with yeah. like, with who God is, which yeah. is really cool. I like how you like made that comparison of the covenants being like these... Like these markers yeah. along the way, like these mile markers, it's kind of a good visual.
1: So I think for today, probably one of the, the more interesting things to take away is, one, we are living under that new covenant. The law is written on our hearts. We know we know what the Lord desires because of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're living in a new phase of Christian history, and we can be thankful for that. Uh, I think also, like, Jeremiah can feel kind of doomy and gloomy, Mm -hmm. and you can see God as judgmental and, you know, disciplinarian, Um, but it is important to also understand that God's heart for mercy and grace is is very present throughout Jeremiah. It's
0: always present. It's
1: always present. And so you don't want to look at God just as a disciplinarian. You want to see God as just in his mercy, in his grace. Mm -hmm. And so I think some of the the, the two chapters that we read today uh, help us understand, like when he says, like, I'm going to destroy these nations, but I'm not going to utterly destroy you because I remember you. Mm -hmm. You can see God's heart for his people, his love for his people. And to, to the point that he's going to establish a completely new covenant it's going to allow all us to enjoy him uh, and follow him forever. So I think that is a good thing to keep your mind set on. Uh, understand that we are still walking out this story. We look forward to Christ's return uh, and living in his kingdom forever. Uh, so just be encouraged by that and walk as though that is true today. We'll see you later. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today.
0: Jeremiah chapter 30, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. Write in a book all the words that I have spoken to you. For behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will restore the fortunes of my people, Israel and Judah, says the Lord, and I will bring them back to the land I gave to their fathers, and they shall take possession of it. These are the words of the Lord that he spoke concerning Israel and Judah. Thus says the Lord, We have heard a cry of panic, of terror, and no peace. Ask now and see, can a man bear a child? Why then do I see every man with his hands on his stomach like a woman in labor? Why has every face turned pale? Alas! That day is so great. There is none like it. It is a time of distress for Jacob, yet he will be saved out of it. And it shall come to pass in that day, declares the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off your neck, and I will burst your bonds, and foreigners shall no more make a servant of him. But they shall serve the Lord their God. And David their king, whom I will raise up for them. Then fear not, O Jacob my servant, declares the Lord, nor be dismayed, O Israel. For behold, I will save you from far away and your offspring from the land of their captivity. Jacob shall return and have quiet and ease, and none shall make him afraid. For I am with you to save you, declares the Lord. I will make a full end of all the nations among whom I scattered you, but of you I will not make a full end. I will discipline you in just measure, and I will by no means leave you unpunished. For thus says the Lord, your hurt is incurable, and your wound is grievous. There is none to uphold your cause, no medicine for your wound, no healing for you. All your lovers have forgotten you. They care nothing for you. For I have dealt you the blow of an enemy, the punishment of a merciless foe, because your guilt is great, because your sins are flagrant. Why do you cry out over your hurt? Your pain is incurable, because your guilt is great, because your sins are flagrant. I have done these things to you. Therefore, all who devour you shall be devoured, and all your foes, every one of them, shall go into captivity. Those who plunder you shall be plundered, and all who prey on you I will make a prey, for I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. Because they have called you an outcast, it is Zion. For whom no one cares. Thus says the Lord Behold, I will restore the fortunes of the tents of Jacob, and have compassion on his dwellings. The city shall be rebuilt on its mound, and the palace shall stand where it used to be. Out of them shall come songs of thanksgiving, and the voices of those who celebrate. I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will make them honored, and they shall not be small. Their children shall be as they were of old. And their congregation shall be established before me, and I will punish all who oppress them. Their prince shall be one of themselves. Their ruler shall come out from their midst. I will make him draw near, and he shall approach me. For who would dare of himself to approach me, declares the Lord. And you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Behold, the storm of the Lord. Wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest. It will burst upon the head of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not turn back until it has executed and accomplished the intentions of his mind. In the latter days, you will understand this.
1: Chapter 31. At that time, declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the clans of Israel, and they will be my people. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. When Israel sought for rest, the Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore I have continued my faithfulness to you. Again I will build you, and you shall be built, O virgin Israel. Again you shall adorn yourself with tambourines, and shall go forth in the dance of the merrymakers. Again you shall plant vineyards on the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant, and they shall enjoy the fruit. For there shall be a day when watchmen will call in the hill country of Ephraim, Arise, and let us go up to Zion for the Lord our God. For thus says the Lord, Sing along with gladness for Jacob, and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I am bringing them from the north country, and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth. Among them, the blind and the lame, the pregnant woman, and she who is in labor together. A great company they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with pleas for mercy I will lead them back. I will make them walk by brooks of water, in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands and far away. He who scattered Israel will gather him, and will keep him as a shepherd keeps his flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and redeemed him from the hands too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord, over the grain, the wine, and the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall be like a watered garden, and they shall languish no more. Then shall the young women rejoice and dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will feast the soul of the priests with abundance, and the people shall be satisfied with my goodness, declares the Lord. Thus says the Lord, a voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children, because they are no more. Thus says the Lord, Keep your voice from weeping, and your eyes from tears, for there is a reward for your work, declares the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, declares the Lord, and your children shall come back to their own country. I have heard Ephraim grieving. You have disciplined me, and I was disciplined like an untrained calf. Bring me back that I may be restored, for you are the Lord my God. For after I had turned away, I relented, and after I was instructed, I struck my thigh. I was ashamed, and I was confounded, because I bore the disgrace of my youth. Is Ephraim my dear son? Is he my darling child? For as often as I speak against him, I do remember him. Therefore my heart yearns for him. I will surely have mercy on him, declares the Lord. Set up road markers for yourself. Make yourselves guideposts. Consider well the highway, the road by which you went. Return, O virgin Israel, return to the cities. How long will you waver, O faithless daughter? For the Lord has created a new thing on the earth. A woman encircles a man. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Once more they shall use their words in the land of Judah and in the cities, when I restore their fortunes. The Lord bless you, O habitation of righteousness, O holy hill. And Judah and all its cities shall dwell there together. And the farmers and those who wander with their flocks, For I will satisfy the weary soul, and every languishing soul I will replenish. At this I awoke and looked, and my sleep was pleasant to me. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of man and the seed of beast. And it shall come to pass, that as I have watched over them, to pluck them and break down, to overthrow, destroy, and bring harm, so I will watch over them, to build and to plant, declares the Lord. In those days they shall no longer say, The fathers have eaten sour grapes, as the children's teeth are set on edge. But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Each man who eats sour grapes, his teeth shall be set on edge. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for the light by day, and fix the order of the moon and the stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so that it waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If this fixed order departs from before me, declares the Lord, then shall the offspring of Israel cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus says the Lord, if the heavens above could be measured, and the foundations of the earth below could be explored, then I will cast off all offspring of Israel for all that they have done, declares the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the city shall be rebuilt for the Lord, for the tower of Haniel to the corner gate, and the measuring line shall go out farther, straight to the hill Gareb, and shall then turn to Goa. The whole valley of the dead bodies and the ashes and all the fields as far as the brook of Kidron to the corner of the house gate towards the east shall be sacred to the Lord. It shall not be plucked up or overthrown anymore forever. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.